Hey, and welcome to episode 93 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and today we are going to be chatting all about flexibility. Flexibility and yoga go hand in hand, but the type of flexibility I want to chat with you today about is not so much about your muscles. So we're going to dive into that in just a sec. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hey, okay. So episode 93, we're going to talk about flexibility, as I mentioned. And of course, flexibility is something that a lot of people come to yoga for. We go to yoga because we want to be more flexible. But today I don't want to talk about physical flexibility. I want to talk about mental flexibility and how our yoga practice can either kind of help us with that flexibility or maybe stand a little bit in our way. Now, one of the things that is kind of, I guess, prefacing this episode is that over the last few years, I've become really aware of how much I change in terms of my attitude, my energy, um, my motivation, my inspiration, my outlook, everything changes throughout the month. And it's something that I was not that aware of until more recent years. And it really gave me kind of like a moment of, wow, okay, (laughs) we set our lives up so often to be quite robotic in some ways. You know, we we have our workout routine that sees us doing things on on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got um, just these ways of creating structure in our life, which is really great and really helpful, but oftentimes doesn't include an awful lot of flexibility for us to be responsive to how we are on any given day. And this is something that I think we do without maybe realizing the impact. And so I want to dive into that a little bit today. Because one thing that I I think we underestimate is how vital it is to be mindful of how we are on any given day. And it's not that kind of like overarching kind of like, I'm always tired or I always feel like this or my right hip's always giving me grief. Not that kind of high level kind of awareness of how we are, but actually getting a little bit more curious and a little bit more willing to sort of see the nuance that exists within each of us from maybe day to day, maybe week to week, even maybe minute by minute, because we do change, we do shift. And sometimes our routine is really helpful in helping us just to keep going with things. But there are times where that is perhaps not within our best interests, because it you know, pushes us to a point that isn't conducive to kind of supporting us in the way that we're feeling. So how do we even know the difference? And then how do we kind of like marry up the the need for routine um, and these things that help us to create habits 
while also having the room to be responsive to how we are, because it's kind of a both and scenario. I'm not saying don't have routine. I think routine is remarkable. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit about one of my own routines um, and how I kind of incorporate this idea into it. So it's not about throwing routine out, but we also need our routine to be flexible enough to be responsive to how we are. And we need to develop the ability to even tell how we are, because it's not something that we've been taught to do. If you think about it, you know, when somebody says to you, hey, how are you going? What is your default default answer? Fine. <laughs> yeah, good. Not too bad. You know, it's just something fairly unrepresentative usually of how we actually are. To be fair, when someone says, how are you, in a kind of very passing way, most of the time, they're not actually digging for, for information. It's, you know, unfortunate that that is usually just a greeting of sorts. But, you know, we don't, we're so used to skimming over the surface of how we really are that we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to feel into it. So I think one of the, the key things here is to recognize that we are complex. We are not I, I think one of my um, friends, Jordana Adelstein, actually did a whole podcast interview about we are not, you are not a robot. Um, and I love that terminology. You are not a robot. You are not predictable in the way that a robot would be programmed to be. Um, and, but when we look at ourselves like robots, we can be quite punishing toward ourselves because, you know, you might be in a state that really requires you to do something very different but your kind of robotic routine asks you to do something that, you know, might well be injurious to your current state, but we're, we're just not able to get that information from ourselves because we're not used to looking for it in that way. So I want to give you an example because, you know, examples are very useful. For the f- past couple of months or so, I've been getting up quite early to go for a walk with a girlfriend. And we meet every morning, we go for a walk, we very rarely miss a day and we're just doing this sort of four days a week. So we don't do the weekends, we don't do the morning that I teach early, we, we meet about four days a week and we walk for about an hour together in the morning. I love this routine. I love it. I love walking in general. <laughs> I love walking with a friend and I love the fact that it is predictable because it helps me to keep showing up for myself. There's a few things about it that make it really sort of doable. One of them is the fact that there's an accountability buddy built into the system. We go together and so, you know, we're each expecting each other to show up and that really helps. But the other thing that's really kind of valuable for the conversation that we're having today is that within that sort of routine exists space for being responsive to how I am. Now, what I mean by that is very rarely do we skip a day. That said, if one of us were to wake up feeling dreadful, we would cancel. That wouldn't mean that that was the end of the routine forever. It just means today this is not the right choice. But even without cancelling, there's also room for there to be things that we, you know, do, like walking more slowly shortening the path, taking a different path. It's not as hilly ways or, or, or the alternative, right? Taking a really um, more challenging path. We live in a really hilly area. So there's plenty of opportunities for that. 
But we don't have to do the same walk, the same pace, the same duration every single time. And so we're able to be responsive. What this requires, though, is honesty. Honesty with yourself, honesty with each other. If you're you know, doing this with a workout buddy, sometimes we see our accountability support and um, you know, our coaches and things as people that help us to keep pushing when we don't want to push. But I think we also need to look at this as people who are willing and able and committed to supporting you in the way that you feel and encouraging you to sometimes also do less. Because I actually think that's the thing that we struggle with more as humans. As a general, very general statement, I think that doing less for most of us is the harder thing to do. I'm not saying nothing because I think doing nothing is also a fairly easy thing to do when we kind of, you know, think that we've fallen off the wagon. We tend to to kind of give up a little bit on, on the things that we want. That's not what I mean here, though. When we're actually doing the activity, I think a lot of us tend to go to 100 without kind of considering that there's all this space before 100 that we can explore. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, in episode 92, of the fact that there, actually, no, it was episode 91, I think, the fact that there's all this space that we can explore. Zero and 100 are not our only options. And so creating this flexibility for ourselves, that means, yes, we can work within the structure of our routine. But knowing that if you, let's move on from the walking example back to the yoga mat, Let's just say that you have, you know, an hour carved out for your yoga practice and you've been following a routine that feels quite strengthening and vigorous potentially and maybe a little bit challenging and you land on your yoga mat and you're like, you know what, I've not got a lot in me today for this. And the kindest thing to me feels like not that. It feels like something else. It doesn't mean we have to give up our hour on the mat that we've carved out. But we do have to have the flexibility to be able to say, okay, how can I just modify this or change this or, you know, change something about this to meet my needs today? That is not failing. That is truly, I think, the definition of a more advanced practice. Showing up for the sake of showing up and pushing yourself to do the thing that doesn't feel good is not, you know, gold star worthy. Showing up for yourself is, <laughs> but having the, the flexibility and the willingness and the confidence and the, you know, almost humility, I suppose, to change it, to, to be what you need it to be on any given day is so important. The, the alternative, you know, to this as well, like the opposite, not the alternative, the opposite to that is true too. Maybe you've sat down on your yoga mat ready to do a really chill practice. I was going to say something else there, but you're, you, you know, you lay down, you're like, I am going to roll around on the floor and this is going to be the, you know, calmest practice that I was going to do all week. That's what's in my schedule. And then you lie down and you're like, but I've got all this energy that I need to burn. Don't suffer through a practice that doesn't meet you where you are. Have enough tools in your tool belt to be able to say, this is how I can be responsive to what I need today if we come back to the walking example on those days where it's like energy and, you know, feeling strong and feeling resilient and feeling robust, like let's walk faster. Let's walk up some more hills. Let's do these things. There is so much room for nuance. And I think that that is the kind of flexibility 
that we really want to develop through our practice. You know, yes, we want to to feel good in our body as well, but I think that having that mental skill to be flexible gives us so much more capacity to access the truth of how we are, the truth of how we feel, the truth of what we need. And that is invaluable. Don't you think? I just, I just think I spent so much of my life feeling like in order to be good enough, my practice had to look a certain way. I had to, to punish myself to, you know, just kind of like do it to do it not do it to necessarily feel the way that I wanted to feel. And this isn't, you know, necessarily completely um, just in relation to a yoga practice, although I know I've done it there before too. Um, but at the gym as well and, and, and all these places, I'm so grateful for the fact that, you know, as I've gotten older and as I've gotten um, more information and as I've been willing to kind of lay down my perfectionism around these things, that I now – really give myself permission to work with where I'm at on any given day. And that means that my practice looks really different from day to day. And my my walking looks different from day to day. And my um, approach to everything varies. You know, some days I just knock out so much work and I feel like inspired by that and, and invigorated and I like I could take on the world. And then other days I'm like, how do you write an email? What do I do next? You know, we have to just be willing to work with what we've got because when we push ourselves to say, well, this is not how it should be, we don't give ourselves any room to be how we are. And I think that there's this very careful dance that happens, this very, you know, it's it's intricate, this dance between commitment to ourselves, continuing to show up for ourselves, even when we don't feel like it but doing it in a way that is non-punishing, that is responsive to, to what we need and how we feel and the direction that we want to move in as well, always moving towards how we want to feel. And I think that that is the, one of the best guiding principles because it takes into account where you are and where you want to go and allows you the space and the, the moment to sort of decide, like, what's the best way from here to there? What is the thing that I think is going to lead me in that direction? So there's our flexibility practice for the week. I'd love to know, you know, how does that work for you? Does that sort of question your approach to the the way that you've structured your own practice, your own movement mindfulness practice? Does this kind of speak to you as like, yes, this is why I do the things the way that I do them? Does it raise questions? Does it raise concerns? I'd love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram. I'm at Erica Web Yoga. You can find me on my website, ericawebyoga.com.au. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I am going to have some more guests joining us in the next few weeks, which I'm super excited to share with you very soon. And as a quick reminder, this is going out on the 25th of March, 2021. Now, if you are one of the people listening to this kind of within the next day or so, uh, you might want to join me starting the 27th of March for a seven-day shoulder reset. It's seven days, seven movements, all done within seven minutes or less, in fact, less mostly, um, to help you shift tension and move towards ease in your shoulders. 
simple movements that you can do to help you shift tension. Um, as I said, if you're listening to this, we start on the 27th of March. So there's only a short window there to join me if you're listening to this uh, prior to that. Um, if you're not, come over and find me on Instagram because there'll be plenty of content there for you anyway. But if you do want to sign up for that challenge, the details are in the show notes and I will look forward to seeing you there if you make it over. All right, until next week, keep being kind to yourself and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon.